Well, 30 minutes was just not enough for a trade proposal show. So here's part two of Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you interested in any players from Orlando? Wendell Carter comes to mind. Uh, Markel Fultz, I'm certainly not interested in. There's there's honestly nobody on Orlando I'm interested in who, in who realistically would be available for a trade. Anyone to, anyone on the Magic roster that catches your interest? Mm, no, not really. Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Isaac, Wendell Carter, I'm sorry. That's just not enough. Uh, I know the money works, but uh, that's a huge pass. Um, Do you have any thoughts while people are dropping this in the chat on Spencer Dinwiddie? Because I don't know if one person's dropping him or if multiple people are uh, over and over again. But what do you think about Spencer Dinwiddie? And what are his like numbers? Or what, what I would say, I like him too. Um, what I want, I want to know what the trade machine says about Dinwiddie. Because I, I like so Spencer Dinwiddie uh, next year. Uh, it's the last year of his deal. He makes $20 million. So if it's just a pool for Dinwiddie swap, uh, Brooklyn would actually have to include something else in there, whether that's uh, Nick Claxton. I don't know if they would. I would love Nick Claxton. Um, whether it's Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills. I don't think it, Patty Mills would be enough. Um, look, I, I, think, uh, I think Spencer Dinwiddie would be fantastic. Um, the question is, if you make that trade, Jordan, it would be essentially Jordan Poole for Dinwiddie and a second piece on that roster to make the salaries work. Um, let's say for the sake of argument, uh, Seth Curry makes too much. So it can't be those two. I would love Seth Curry on the Warriors, by the way. He's an unrestricted free agent as well. So um, that won't that, that that's a non-starter there. So it would have to be Dinwiddie. And if the if the Nets threw in Nick Claxton, who's going to make only $9.6 next year before becoming a free agent, sign me up. Yeah, I would do that in a second because you're getting size from Claxton. Dinwiddie is an underrated offensive player, solid defensive player. Um, and if you're getting Nick Claxton in that deal as well, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, for the people saying Mikhail Bridges, by the way, I don't think the Nets are going to move him. Um, I actually had a conversation yesterday with the Locked On Nets host. Uh, we were just uh, spitballing some some uh, uh, fantasy trades between our two teams. Um, and he said that the Nets will not move Mikhail Bridges. He's one of their core fundamental pieces. And if you are going to move Mikhail Bridges, it's got to be for a, an all-star type player. Jordan Poole will not be enough. So I don't know, Kylan, what do you think? The numbers would work. If you did Jordan Poole straight up and maybe threw in a, a future first-round pick to entice the Nets to also give up a Nick Claxton, Jordan Poole for Spencer Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton. I'm all in on that. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you if you were able to pair those two up, and, and like you said, the skill sets between Claxton and, and Dinwiddie, I'm not opposed to. Um, someone just said Dinwiddie in the in the chat is worse than DiVincenzo. No, they're different. I, they're different. Yeah, they're they're different. Um, but I mean, he does also handle the ball, and I think that he would be a possible nice addition to the Warriors' second unit. And you have to realize DiVincenzo's gone, so you know the idea of comparing and contrasting. Like the Warriors aren't going to keep him, so there's no you know way to exactly you know you're not going to exactly replace him. Um, I, I like I like the move. I like the move. Yeah, and I don't know why art music is is hating um, in regards to Spencer Dinwiddie playing defense. That's literally like what his number one skill set is. I mean, if, if you didn't watch him play on the Mavericks, 
uh, and you didn't notice their defense plummet when Dinwiddie was traded uh, uh, in that Kyrie Irving trade. Dude, he plays D. That's like his specialty. He aspired at one point to be a point guard version of Draymond Green. Um, Little Panda asks, what about Cam Johnson? No, the, 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 you got to be realistic here. The Nets will not give up Cam Johnson. He's considered a part of their future. He only mm-hmm. makes $2.2 million next year, so he's a steal right now. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Cam Thomas, actually. Uh, Cam Johnson makes... Um, Where's his number on here? Cam Johnson makes 17.6 million next year. I'm sorry. But regardless, uh, you're going to have to throw in a lot to get him. Like Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges are two virtual untouchables for the net. So we're we're trying to be in the realm of reality here. Yeah, Uh, I agree. Like I love Bridges too, but I don't think there's any way that happens, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Now, what about the trade that a lot of people were asking? Let's touch on this. Jordan Poole for DeAndre Aiden. Uh, Disgruntled center on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I would love it. I mean, if, but here's the problem. And, and let me know if you agree with this or not. Uh, and first of all, you'd have to, the salaries work. I'm sorry. DeAndre Aiden makes 32 million next year. Jordan pool, 28.7. That is close enough for the trade to work. And if it was a direct swap, I don't think the Suns go for that. Um, you know, I mean, look, in theory, Jordan pool could be a replacement for Chris Paul. Uh, maybe that's a selling point. Um, and, and look, if, if the Suns are in on it, on that trade idea, yeah, green light. I love it. DeAndre Aiden, I think would actually be a great fit for the Warriors. Um, I just don't think and yeah, AC look, nobody's perfect, right? None of these trades are perfect. Yes. DeAndre Aiden has disappeared in the postseason, but just like Jordan Poole, maybe a, a change of scenery is what these players need. Maybe a coach who actually connects with the player. Um, you know, I, but I, I love the idea of DeAndre Aiden. I do. I don't think the Suns go for it, though. What are your thoughts, Kylan? I agree. I, I just, I don't know that the Suns go for it, but I like the idea. I mean, I think similarly to, like you said, to Jordan Poole, that, you know, DeAndre Ayton maybe just needs a change of scenery. There were definitely reports out there, you know, and it seems to be apparent that he's had some moments where he's disgruntled. I know you mentioned disgruntled. I don't know big picture if he was unhappy the whole season. I don't know him. But I think that based on, you know, all of the reporting that's out there, I remember I saw, um, I can't remember which game, he got yanked down the stretch of one of the Suns uh, postseason games and he like stormed off the bench or something like that. Um, so I think that, you know, this may be a situation where he's unhappy where he is and, and I don't know that it's been a perfect fit for him. And it was weird even in the offseason uh, when they were trying to figure out what what was going to happen and and what they were going to pay him so i i don't I, I don't know i think there's something amiss there and so that's where i think that maybe it would be a good thing you know what i mean yeah. if he had to change the scenery if, uh, like you said a fresh start and i mean bottom line he's seven feet like the warriors need size i mean i would love for the warriors to pick up a sen- a seven footer with any kind of skill um and deandre ayton is much more ready to contribute than james wiseman who everyone was saying at the beginning of last season, oh, well, he's going to be our contributor. He's going to be the guy that can, you know, supplement minutes. I mean, DeAndre Ayton with the Warriors, I mean, they can continue to start Kevon Looney. He doesn't even need to be a starter. Um, yeah. So I don't know. The critiques of him um, playing not well in the postseason or disappearing or whatever may be fair. But again, this is someone that, you know, could even come in the second unit and play, you know, whatever situational minutes. I, I, I would be all for it, but I just, I don't, see that happening yeah, but yeah, i don't know i mean i think it's gonna be interesting um i don't know what yeah, what are and- they gonna do with Aiden? i guess that's kind of my question that that i'm thinking right now because like i said it just seemed like that whole situation has been a miss but they did give him that massive massive contract what is it what is his exact exact numbers again 
Uh, he makes 32 a year. So his yeah. contract, it's bad, but so is Jordan Poole's. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, and you're not, again, you're, you're not going to get a perfect deal for Jordan Poole. Okay. Like he's, no. he's not, he's not attractive enough to bring back the ideal player. So you're going to have to, you know, make some compromise here. You're going to have to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, accept, uh, you know, a, a, a player that maybe will not be exactly what you want. Um, Jordan Poole for Tyrese Maxey and uh, DeAnthony Melton. Um, give me what your pass, please pass along what you're smoking. Uh, Kaminga for Paul George. No, the Clippers would not sign up for that. Of course. I mean, if you're going to trade Kaminga, I'd love that, but the salaries don't work either. Um, let me see what other, what other trades here? Uh, we talked about, uh, Nick Claxton. I'd be all for it. In fact, this trade, it actually is exactly what we were talking about. Um, right here, Spencer Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton for Jordan Poole. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I, if Nick Claxton is included, I, I, I say yes, go for it. Because again, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's not a detriment. Like you're not, he's not hurting your team. Um, and, and he can play the point. He can score. He's been a 20 plus uh, point per game score, just like Jordan Poole. But he can, unlike Jordan Poole, he can actually play defense. So that, that's not a bad trade. I actually would be all for that. Um, Nas Reed has come. I, I think Nas Reed, though, is a free agent. Is that correct? Do you have any information on that? I'm, I'm looking this up right now. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, maybe. Nas Reed is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So I would love him as well. The Warriors have no salary cap space to get, to get any free agents of worth. Um, so that's a, it's a nice free, a nice fantasy, but uh, not in reality at all. Uh, I'm trying to say, did, did, did we actually like literally go through all the trade proposals? Is there anything in the chat that you saw, Kylan, um, that we should discuss? Um, I think we got all of them. That, were, that, that was yeah. in the red. I think so. All right. So, so what, from what this is from this discussion, what it comes down to is Jordan Poole for Nick Claxton and Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Jordan Poole for Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah possible yeah and then uh jordan Poole for deandre aiden yeah why not let's do it uh if if the sons agree to it let's do it um i think that's it that's that's her that's at least addressing everyone else's questions on trade so uh any final thoughts kylan we went long today damn it now um Nick oh, no. <laughs> uh, i mean Sorry, we can Nick. keep going we can keep going can, let's do it let's do it then. let's keep going then yeah might as well. for another let's 20 minutes i'll ask you about uh, can i toss one to you i mean what do you think and i don't know that i saw this anywhere in particular but i think i did read about this somewhere someone was uh conjecturing on would you consider trading to the utah jazz anyone for Lori marketing a or b kelly olnick so are you sold on the fact i mean strike while the iron's hot and with him earning that most improved player award i mean if you were going to get something returned for marking in it would be a good time uh i really like him so that's the reason why i say it and like i said it was i read that in an article somewhere um but you know with his three-point shooting man that would be tough to stop uh and then also someone else mentioned kelly olnick um yeah so Here's the thing. Laurie Markkinen is not going anywhere. The Jazz love him as much as we do. Uh, he makes great money uh, in terms uh, for the for the from the Jazz perspective. He's only making 17 million a year for the next two years. Um, yeah. So, no, I I would love that as well. I think he would be a phenomenal asset for the Warriors. Um, but no, he uh, I don't see a chance in hell. And then Kelly Olenek, uh, he was brought up in trade discussions last year. He makes 12 million. So um to make that trade work with the warriors would like you'd have if let's say hypothetically it's for jordan Poole, 
You need to get some other players from Utah, whether it's Taylor Horton Tucker, who I have no interest in. Um, Jordan Clarkson. I don't know if the Jazz would give him up. I don't know if the Warriors want him. He would. I think he would be an awesome uh, second scorer. We saw in the chat earlier how Steph needs a second scorer to help him out. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very valid point. Um, yeah. So I don't know if if you can make it work in that regard with that second player for Kelly Olenek. Yeah, why not? And then people bring up uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I was gonna say. I keep seeing that in the chat. No, I mean, it be, be, I mean, Carl, here's here's a problem. The, the the Timberwolves probably won't give him up, and even if they do, they're going to want back a haul, right? They're not going to just give him up for nothing. And so the Warriors would realistically have to give him Jordan Poole, would have to give him Jonathan Kaminga. Carl um, Anthony Towns doesn't play defense. Um, but again, in theory, Jordan Poole and Kaminga for Carl for Anthony Towns would work. You'd have to maybe throw in a pick. I guess the question is, do you want that trade? And from the Warriors' perspective, and do you think Minnesota would make that trade? What do you think? Um, so what I was going to say is I saw on, I think it was Bleacher Report, someone wrote about a projected trade between the Warriors and Timberwolves where the Warriors received Cat in exchange for Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Patrick Baldwin Jr., and the number 19 pick in this year's draft. Um, I don't know if you think that would be worth it. So can you say it again one more time? Uh, so it would be the Golden State Warriors, um, ship off Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, PBJ, and that number 19 pick they have in this year's draft. For Towns? Yes. I would do it. I'd For absolutely Towns. do it. Because here's mm -hmm. the thing. If you get Carl Anthony Towns, you're getting a seven-footer who is a lights-out shooter from three. Shooter, yeah. So you're he's a stretch big. He solves your rebounding issues. He solves your second score issues. He uh, Now, the negative for Carl Anthony Towns is defensively he can be a major liability but you need a center nearly every center in the game is going to be a, a liability especially if you want them to to bring an offensive skill set with them um i'd still do it in a second absolutely i mean could you imagine this will be your starting lineup if you get if you make that trade stephen curry clay thompson even though clay probably should go to the bench but for now let's just roll this uh steph clay andrew wiggins draymond green Carl Anthony Towns as your starting center. That's your starting five. And then Looney comes off the bench. So all of a sudden your bench is a little more bolstered. Um, and then, you know, you have Moses Moody still on the team. And then you got to, you know, hopefully find some good veterans. <laughs> but I would do that. Absolutely. Um, some people. Uh... <laughs> Jesus, our, our music. Come on, man. <laughs> Kylan, is it a compliment to be called an hot old dude? <laughs> Um, stop it. So, so some people don't like the, the, so Bruce Morrow is hating on it. Ray Lang is hating on the idea. Um, so some people wouldn't, wouldn't like, right. Carl Anthony Towns, but, uh, yeah, I would do it. I would do it. Carl Anthony Towns is a special player. And I think with the Warriors who, who would hopefully bring out the best in him. Yeah. I, I would subscribe to that. I would, I would hundred percent like it. I mean, I think um, you're talking again, about adding a big who can shoot. I mean, that's the biggest thing to me. You know what I mean? A big man who can also who can score in different ways and hit threes, I think, would be so massive because we know how important it is for the Warriors and their in their motion offense and everything they do to stretch the floor. So not only are you adding size, but also adding a big who can shoot. Um, I mean, the problem is that I do think that his lack in defensive skill set would potentially be an issue because 
I've kind of advocated for more of a rim protector because I also think that against some of the stretch fives that Looney is a defensive liability. So that's the only thing. It's like, well, you got Looney and you got Cat, and neither one of them are going to be shutting down, you know, the ADs of the world or, you know, certain other, other, you know, centers with certain skill sets. So, I mean, maybe that's the only downside. Um, but someone said in the chat that he's a loser and a whiner. So I know like, again, I mean, you can't, you, say, everyone, <laughs> you can't make everyone happy. It's just, it's part of the deal. Um, and then, and then just to add as well, uh, we will, we'll touch on perspective free agents next week. Um, that's going to obviously warrant its own show. Uh, you know, lockdown, by the way, had their mock draft yesterday and, and, and honestly, I'm going to throw the name out for who I picked for the golden state warriors. I don't know if it's going to raise any interest from anyone, but I went with Jalen hood Shafino. Uh, he's a shooting guard, uh, who's big. He's six, six two fifteen. So even though he's a guard with the warriors, he'd probably be a power forward. Um, but he can shoot, he can play defense. He's a great two-way player. Uh, part of the reason why he's going to probably drop in the draft this year is because he started last season with a minor back injury. Um, he also fits the bill in terms of being, he was once a, a, a hot high school prospect, which fits the bill in terms of what Myers typically looks for in draft picks. Um, the other, the player I really wanted, but he was drafted before the 19th pick in the mock draft I, I was involved in was Derek Lively, the second, uh, 7'2", 215 pounds from Duke. Uh, and, and he's an athletic highlight machine. He could turn into a solid player. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know if you do. <laughs> That's why Sorry, I'm it. distracted by people who are being gross in the chat. Everybody oh, no. calm, calm it down over there. Okay. Yeah. Anyone I should block Kylan? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into blocking people. All right, sounds um, good. Let's I be mean... respectful folks. Be respectful, please. Yeah. Let's. Maintaining I mean, code I don't have any strong, strong thoughts on, on, you know, your draft pick or in general, the draft with the Warriors. Cause my big thing is that I don't think the Warriors should be bringing in any young players. Like I'm done with it. The Warriors do not need to draft anyone. This needs Fair. to be a, a player who's drafted. That's going to be on the move quickly um, or on the move beforehand. Uh, but if they do end up, you know, moving forward or making the pick, I think this is someone who's got to be thrown into the mix and shipped off because kind of what I said in yesterday's episode is my feeling. The Warriors cannot add another developmental project to the mix. I, I mean, last season, six players, with Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Ryan Rollins, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, who were all super young and needed work. Um, and my dogs agree with that, and they feel very strongly about it. Um, so, you know, I just like, so it's hard for me to get into basically who the Warriors should be drafting or shouldn't draft. I don't think they should be adding any young players. I don't think they need a rookie. They've already got so many young guys that, Kerr struggled to develop and play as it is. Yeah. Why would we do this again? I mean, Ryan Rollins roster was spot was a wasted spot this past season. You talk about the fact that they signed Anthony lamb late in the season. Didn't play in the postseason. That was a waste. Andre Guadala didn't play all season. Couldn't play in the postseason. That was a waste. PBJ barely played with the warriors, mostly played in Santa Cruz. That to me, these are wasted spots with Steph Curry who is, you know, in the twilight of his prime, you cannot wait, be wasting all these roster spots. So that's just my whole tangent about it. Like they just, they can't bring in another rookie. I don't that's think. Fair. No, and the, and the, the other thing, and you know, I'm going to go on another tangent, you know, since we have time on this episode, uh, it bothers me. It bothers me to no end that this, the NBA draft now is only and all about drafting based on potential and, 
basically drafting these 18, 19 year olds that are mm-hmm. completely unfinished projects. Like I feel like it's taboo now to draft a player who's played four years of college basketball. It's, it, it, you know, it's like looked at this huge downside if, if a guy is 22 years old and I just, I feel like it's just turned into this thing where everyone's over analyzing, Oh, well, how, you know, how, what the potential of a certain player could be or the ceiling of a certain player could be, but it's always 18 to 19 year olds. Like, I just, I don't know. Sorry. That, that's my no, other no, no, thing. I, it's like, why, why do we never, why can we never draft someone who's played a couple years of college basketball? It always has to be these one and done players. And specifically, that's exactly what the Warriors have brought in the last couple seasons with the James Wiseman, who barely played in college. Jonathan Kaminga played at the G League Ignite, didn't play in college. I mean, Moses Moody did play, but still, you know, came in at 19 years old. Is You know, the whole one and done culture that's out there now. Um, so like I said, that's just kind of a separate thing, but that's why all these guys are such huge projects because, you know, coming in after a year of college, there's a ton of work to be done in refining the skill set. And I think there's a big difference when you see a player who's played four years in college versus one year or three games, et cetera. So sorry, that's just my, rant no, it's a good, it's a, no, it's a good um, tangent. But- and, and to be honest, like that's what the warriors were doing for a long time. 10 years ago, Stephen Curry was, he was, came, uh, was drafted after his third year. Uh, same with Clay Thompson. Draymond Green finished all four years. Um, the Moses Moody pick was not supposed to be Moody. It was actually who the Warriors wanted was Chris Duarte, who was 24 years old uh, when he when he came in. And so the Warriors really wanted him for that exact reason. He would have been NBA ready, but the Pacers took him one pick before uh, uh, Moses Moody. Um, now, one player in the draft this year who kind of fits that bill is uh, Keegan Murray's twin brother, Chris Murray. Uh, who stayed in college an extra year. He's coming out this year. They look the same, same build. Um, so he's someone who, in theory, could come be drafted and and play right away. He can. He, he's he's going to be 22 years old, going on 23. But you're right. I'm totally with you. Um, if the Warriors want to c- contend for a championship next year, uh, you got to, yeah, you got to get veterans. You, you, you have enough youth. Moody and Kaminga are enough. That's my point. Exactly. We have enough youth. And Billy in our comments saying Kobe and LeBron never played in college. They're two of the greatest players of all time. Two of the greatest NBA players to ever touch the basketball and play in the league. So my point is like not, you know, now everyone in the first round is, is an 18 and 19 year old. It seems like, you know what I mean? And it's like, not all these players are going to be anywhere close to ready. And I don't know, like I said, I just have a whole, like I said, separate, stink with the whole one and done culture and all that stuff because all these players now are rushing to get into the draft because you know what I mean? You stay too long in college. Suddenly now you're too old and you want to go in while your, your stock is high. And I get all that, but you know, sometimes I feel like it wouldn't hurt to develop a little bit and play in college and get more experience, but you know, well, and, and for anyone, for, for anyone who uh, throws out Kobe Garnett, LeBron as examples of, Hey, these are high school players who found success. Why don't you why don't you also list off every other player came straight out of high school in those drafts? Because for every one of those players you list that are that is a success story, there's 10 of them that failed miserably. So um there's a reason why the NBA uh, uh, reneged on on allowing players to come in straight out of high school is they were undeveloped, they lacked maturity, and uh they were a much better product and a better human being uh with that one extra year. Uh, either in college or with one of the the G leagues or these other professional leagues that are out now. Um, so yeah. So and by the way, uh, uh, some folks in the chat mentioned Jordan Hawkins of UConn. Um, wouldn't mind him uh, in the mock drafts I've seen. He's he's drafted way before nineteen, so he would not be available to the Warriors at that point. Um, but yeah, I'm totally with you. And 
Uh, and yeah, Steve White, Laurie Markkinen is a total beast, but highly doubt the Jazz will give him up. Um, someone else had a question too, uh, which was about the salary cap and draft picks. Um, I lost it. I, I can't find it now. But to answer your question, um, salary draft picks do not count for anything when it comes to trades and when it comes to the salary cap. So if you let's say it's Jordan Poole and the Warriors' 19th pick in the draft this year uh, for Kristaps Porzingis, hypothetically, um, that draft pick would count as a big fat zero in terms of salary. I don't like that. I actually wish draft picks carried some value with them. Um, it would make trading a lot easier and a lot more fun because you'd open up a lot more options. I, so I'm totally with you. I would, I would actually, I really wish the NBA would change that because I don't know if the NBA always lived by that rule. I don't know if all leagues follow that rule. I know in some other sports, uh, draft picks carry a certain monetary value in terms of trades to make salaries match and so forth. But no, it's just a big fat zero. It doesn't count for anything. Um, any last thoughts, Kylan, before we call it a, a Friday and a weekend? Um, I don't know. I'm excited next week to talk a little bit more about the free agent situation. Um, my hope and prayer is just that the Warriors make a move. I do not believe the Warriors roster as it was constructed this season, and you said at the beginning of the episode, is going to be a contender next season. I'm sorry, but it's not. Like, flat out, I think if we roll out the same lineup give or give or take one or two players like a ddv who they can't retain we're going to get the same result so i just hope that the warriors are making moves but yeah. i also think that has to start with retaining bob myers and i am uh an advocate for keeping bob if they can although i know we talked in our last episode just about how that's you know kind of back and forth but i think a lot of dominoes are going to fall depending on whether he stays or goes so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out and how that impacts any moves the Warriors do or don't make. I think Bob will be here through the draft, but will what will happen after that will be a big question mark. And if Bob goes, then, you know, what's the next step? Who's going to be making these deals? I mean, this, you know, there is a lot that could change for the Warriors, um, depending on, on how that situation plays out. And that'll be a huge factor in, in, the way this summer shakes out is, is it going to be Bob Myers? Who's, you know, like I said, wheeling and dealing, or is it going to be someone else? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot up in the air and I think it's going to be super interesting to see. And, you know, after Bob, then I think also the Draymond green domino has to fall. I think, I think he's going to sign an extension. I do. Um, but, you know, and then you got to start talking about the free agents who might be moving. And then who do we have left that we can trade? I mean, there, I think there should be some movement this summer. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll talk, we'll cover the free agents next week, uh, in, in regard to who the Warriors can add. Um, Dre, Dre Hahn, I just mentioned him a second ago. You're referring to Derek, Derek Lively, the second, uh, mm -hmm. who I would not mind. He actually mm -hmm. is a legitimate talent, um, yeah. coming out from Duke. But, uh, I, in my mock draft, he was drafted much sooner. He wasn't available for the Warriors in 19, right. but, um, we, we have a, we have, well, we have a couple more minutes. Um, I know I just said we're wrapping it up and we are, but, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, someone brought up John Morant in the chat. Um, is, I mean, is it safe to say that he's an idiot? I mean, you know, like you, you gave this impassioned apology publicly. You said, you know, you, you expressed the fact that you're aware of how much you have, you know, what you have to lose, which is a lot. And then you just carry a gun in an Instagram live video again. I, it's just dumb. It's just, there's nothing you know, he's going to get suspended for a very long time. I, I don't doubt that. I'm, my guess is half the season next year. Uh, it's going to be 40, 50. He's going to be suspended 40, 50 games. That's my guess. So, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on John Morant? 
Um, I think it's unfortunate. You know, I think the first time around myself and I know there were others in the media and some fans anyway, who were trying to extend him some grace. I mean, this is an example of something that, that I'm talking about. These players who come into the league super young that just aren't mature. Um, and that aren't really ready to be living in a man's world and playing a man's game at 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. Like when I look back at the way that, you know, I was acting and behaving at 21, I didn't have it all figured out. Um, and so I feel like this happens to some of these, you know, stars who come into the game and immediately blow up at such a young age. And suddenly you have money at your disposal and, you know, the world is your oyster, but you get thrust into fame and into fortune. And some players, you know, just don't know how to handle it or don't necessarily have the maturity at a young age to handle it. Um, and that's where I feel like the situation falls with John Morant. Like he got thrown into the spotlight. Um, and you know, we saw that he walked around with all the swag and stuff and, you know, he liked to walk around super confident, but this may be someone who just is immature. Um, so I think it's unfortunate. He has such a high ceiling and he's such a fun player to watch. And I know, Warriors fans don't like him particularly, and I understand that uh, given the last couple of years of matchups against the Grizzlies. But, you know, I enjoy watching John Morant. Uh, I think the Grizzlies definitely got a little bit cocky, but um, John Morant's a fun player to watch. Like, I want to see him continue to grow and develop in this league. And I just think it's unfortunate when you see a career so promising as his be derailed by something so stupid. And, I mean, you're right in that it's just dumb. It's flat-out dumb. Um, but to me, like I said, I just feel like it's, you know, a player who got thrust in the spotlight at a young age and doesn't know how to handle it. Is he 23, 23, right? I think, I, I think he I turned, yeah, he's 23. He's 23. Yep. He turns 24 this summer. Um, so he has a lot of growing up to do. I, I honestly, his first apology, I know he made that first apology. I didn't think that it, I don't know. I didn't think that it, or that sit down interview that he did. I don't know that he with Jalen Brown. I felt like he didn't necessarily get it or Jalen yeah. Rose. Sorry. Jalen Rose, yeah. um, I didn't feel like he necessarily got it through his head. Um, so maybe this clearly will not. be, yeah. yeah, clearly. And clearly he didn't. So maybe this will be, you know, the catalyst that helps him get back on track. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Absolutely. Uh, and no, the Grizzlies will not accept John Morant for Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, nice try, Roger Abe. Um, I would love that as well. Um, all right. So we'll uh, we'll discuss free agents next week. Uh, interesting uh, question was asked by David Toppy before we go. Um, if Draymond doesn't come back, who starts in that power forward position? Uh, let's just not even think about that at this moment, because if Draymond doesn't come back, the Warriors are screwed. Uh, at that point, yes, well, that's where they bring in like an OG on an OB. Sorry. That's yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. But regardless, I mean, if, if Draymond doesn't come back, it, it's time it's re, you're officially in the rebuild mode. Like, like you are yeah. not going to be competing for world championship next year. In my humble opinion, um, he's that important. So, uh, if he leaves and it's especially given the fact you're getting nothing back in return for him, I mean, maybe the Warriors would try to get a sign and trade, but you know, there's no guarantees that will happen either. Um, so I, I don't want to think about that, but cause that it's, it's the dynasty's officially over if that happens in my humble opinion. I don't know. Uh, any last thoughts, Kyle? I know I asked you that once, but I'll ask you one more time before we go. Nope. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> everyone have a great weekend. We'll be back at it next week. We'll talk about free agents, a lot more to come. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting summer for warriors fans uh -huh. and media. So we'll see what happens. We'll see you folks on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Kylan, thanks.